0: to the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber of Business community. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce podcast. This is your host, Denise Heidel and today we are going to be talking about a really special organization that um, has been really active and involved in the Louisville Clemens Chamber but before we get there I just want to talk about a few announcements um, of which there really aren't a whole lot because we purposefully did not schedule a lot of extra activities for June and July because we know so many of you have been traveling and enjoying vacations and we hope you've been having a lot of fun. But, you know, don't worry, there has been absolutely no rest for the weary over here at the Louisville Clemens Chamber office. Uh, We are staying busy and utilizing this downtime to start planning and preparing for the second half of the year, as well as start planning for 2024. And believe it or not, the whole 2024 calendar is already mapped out. So... Um, With that said, I want to introduce our listeners today to Tiffany Birdsong with Fostering Faith Foundation, and many of you already know Tiffany, but Tiffany, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. So Tiffany is the CEO or founder, or founder and executive
1: director. All right.
0: Founder, executive director. Do you have the same aversion to CEO that I do? Yes, just okay. about. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> um, so Tiffany is the founder and the executive director of Fostering Faith Foundation. And I'm just going to let you do your thing because you are so articulate and I know this is your passion. So if you'll explain Fostering Faith Foundation.
1: So, Fostering Faith Foundation uh, started about six years ago when I did a beauty pageant with my middle daughter Magnolia when she was about six months. Uh, we collected over 3,000 items for kids' go bags in foster care. And when we brought them, we were just like, What do you do with all of it? And he told us that most of it, which was hygiene stuff, went to the kids at Christmas in most of the group homes in the area and it just didn't sit well. And so I took it upon myself that year to make handmade blankets with Bible verses on it. And um, from there we went into kids' Christmas wish lists and we've been filling them ever since.
0: That's so amazing. And I love that you know you took something that was a family project for you know, your daughter and then you turned it into something that you have touched the lives of literally how many families at this point?
1: <laughs> More than I can count right now. <laughs> right?
0: So those of you who know Tiffany know this is truly her passion. She is um, such an asset to our community because she just truly has a heart that cares, um, not only for the children um, that you know she cares for, but also their families and our, and our community at large. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So, um, let's talk about the kids you serve. With. Obviously, this was built from the idea of you just were horrified at the idea that a child would get shampoo for Christmas and that's the, that was their Christmas. I mean, Christmas is such a special time for kids.
1: It is, and a lot of the kids that we serve are foster families, our group home kids, because we have multiple group homes um, throughout the few counties that we're surrounded by. Um, And then on top of that, we have our kinship families, which are families that are with some type of relative, cousin, uh, maybe a friend of the family. And a lot of those families we've started getting in at Christmas because there's not much help from the state at all when it comes to those families. And when you
0: Let me make sure I understand. So a kinship family is not a foster family. These are the relatives, the friends of the family who step in when the biological parents can't be engaged.
1: So the kids are actually in foster care, but they're placed with some type of relative or a friend or a cousin or whatnot but they still have a DSS worker. They're still considered in the foster care system. Okay. Um, And their parents still have to go through the same work as a family whose child is with a foster family.
0: Okay, all right, I did not realize that. Okay, thank you for explaining that. So, I mean, obviously Christmas means a lot to you, otherwise you would not have, (laughs) I mean, because you've got three kids. I mean, obviously Christmas is a big deal for you and your house, I mean. Let's just take a pause, because this can get to be a heavy subject. I know this can weigh down on you. I've seen you go through the process of trying to um, do all of this for the kids in need. Um, What was your favorite Christmas memory?
1: Oh, My favorite Christmas memory, and it's actually still one I carry on with my own kids, is my stepfather, growing up, always got the Hess trucks, And he started in 1991 Mm -hmm. and literally got the Hess truck every single year. And so every Christmas, all of the Hess trucks went around the Christmas tree and he lit them up on Christmas day so that when we walked down, all of the Hess trucks were lit up around the Christmas tree.
0: That's insane, wow. How many trucks do you have now?
1: Um, well, he. I guess I could do the
0: math. But... <laughs> well, he passed
1: away. He passed away about ten years ago, and so um, that year he passed away was the last year that we got one.
0: So you're not still buying them, and do they even make them anymore?
1: We're not buying them. They still do make them, but they're not the same ones as the old trucks that we got. But we carry on the tradition with our kids, and so we put the we put the trucks around our tree every year.
0: Oh, that's really special. You know, I mean, because that is such a a wonderful family memory, I mean, I'm not particularly sentimental about Christmas because I've kind of, well, I love Christmas, don't get me wrong. Absolutely love Christmas, it's my birthday. (laughs) Um, But my mom had a house fire, so all of what were, all the things that were really special to me actually got lost in a fire about 25-ish years ago. And so it's, it's not something that I've, I've gotten really attached to any specific thing ever since. So you know what we do, um, because again, it is my birthday, what we do is uh, for the last probably five or six years is adopted a new tradition that our family just has so much fun with. We do the Saran Wrap Ball. We don't even exchange gifts anymore. So we have the big dinner. And then I, I love putting the Saran Wrap Ball together because the center is the grand prize. And then, you know, you just take saran wrap, and you just keep wrapping up gifts in it. And I always make sure everybody in the family's got something they like, something that they enjoy. Um, I mean, I've even been known to wrap up boxes of mac and cheese because my son loves mac and cheese. Um, So, you know, I just have some fun with it. And, you know, it's just something silly and goofy that we do. That's our new family tradition in lieu of actually having gifts or those sentimental things like what you do because... Man, that's really special,
1: and that's a big part of it is pulling those memories and remembering those memories when we're serving the kids that we are at Christmas, because it's cherishing that little moment and saying, "Here, let's let's give back to these kids who are going through something so traumatic, who might not even want to do Christmas, and give them something that they want and will make them smile in such a traumatic situation."
0: Right. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, that would be so sad to grow up not looking forward to Christmas. Yeah. That would be really sad. So tell us about the Christmas in July program.
1: So we started Christmas in July two years ago, and it is a way for us to get businesses involved with being able to start collecting items that we use um, come wish list time beginning we begin about mid-october which isn't christmas but we begin about mid-october and we go all the way through new year's because we do have kids coming in the system um through the new year holiday and we want to make sure that each one of those kids is covered Um, and christmas in july allows us to be able to have a stock of toys that we can be able to pull especially for kids coming in christmas eve and we get a call saying we just received a placement what are we gonna do for Christmas? And we get the age of the child, the gender of the child, and we can start pulling stuff. And then we, I I deliver on Christmas Eve, I've delivered on Christmas day. Um, it's, these kids deserve to have a Christmas just as much as everybody that they're living in a home with.
0: Right, well, that's really special that you are teaching your kids right now that to give is better than to receive. And so, um, Oh, I just love that you do that and I mean obviously this is a year-round project. This does not stop and start with the Christmas season. Obviously you're you're starting to encourage that mindset um, as early as July because of I'm, I've seen your office, I've seen the wrapping parties. It's, <laughs> it's pretty pretty chaotic at the holidays. So kind of kind of walk us through what what this does, how this helps frame out, um, your project for going into the really crazy season that you, it just helps you get ahead. Kind of walk us through that.
1: So it does help us get ahead. We start getting wishes in as early as mid-October um, from group homes, from families that are recommended from partner agencies, from DSS workers. And literally from October to New Year's, we are starting to get toys um, get gift cards, get makeup, get, you know, just imagine what a kid would want for Christmas. Um, no,
0: let me, let me put a pause there because you're talking about, you know, you're the full gamut. I mean, kids aged from birth to. Uh,
1: twi- 21, because in the state of North Carolina, um, we have a program that allows kids to stay in foster care from 18 to 21. Okay. They do have to apply, but we do serve kids up to 21, but we also serve aged out foster youth when they are in need.
0: Okay, so that is a huge age bracket. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just ginormous, and I don't even know how in the world you, you process all the gifts that come in. Because how many kids do you serve on average?
1: Uh, it varies. Last year we were 300 kids for Christmas. The year before we were 175. And then on average monthly, it's anywhere from 15 to 40 kids, depending on who comes in.
0: Okay. So you are, you're helping give to children throughout the year. This is not just Christmas.
1: No, we have everything that a child needs throughout the year when they come in. Mm Um, Everything that we have in our office is free to the families, free to the group homes, free to the DSS workers. It's at no charge to the families. Um, We try to take that burden off of them because they're welcoming a child into their home, into their facility um, and bringing that traumatic child just into almost another traumatic situation because they have no idea where they are. Um, so we try to give them everything. And when the kids coming in throughout the year, our our toys that we also have in stock go to those kids because it's something that's theirs. In their new situation, it is something that is theirs. It's not the families; it's theirs.
0: Well, I remember years ago, when I was still writing with Forsyth Magazines, I did an article on Crossnore when they first moved into what was formerly known as the children's home. And I went and did a tour of you know the campus and um one of the things that they said to me and i know this is you you know what i'm going to say a lot of times these kids literally show up with maybe maybe a change of clothes in a trash bag they don't even have a pillow or um, you know the toiletries that you were referencing earlier that they literally what they can fit in a bag is how they arrive and that always just broke my heart
1: yeah, I had a kid a while back. He literally came into his foster home. And after a week, the foster mother I was asking, can I wash anything for you? And he's like, well, I don't have much. And he had literally been wearing the same pair of, two pairs of socks, two pairs of underwear, a pair of sh- a shirt and shorts. And he had just been wearing them repeatedly because he had been on the streets with his mom for so long that he was just so used to it and he didn't even understand the concept of washing laundry he had so little to his name wow. and just getting that phone call and she's like i need this but the hard thing is it's a larger size and so that's when i started carrying larger sizes for kids because not everybody's the same and so we started doing things from preemie all the way up to four XL, mm-hmm. and kids as young as preemie all the way up to 21, and then providing help for kids that have aged out of the system because they just need it.
0: Right. So this is far more than toys, and you know we're we're addressing the physical needs as well as the emotional needs. Um, I mean, because I mean, some people may not see a toy as emotional, but you and I both know it is, you know,
1: and I, (laughs) my favorite memory, and it brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it is a little kinship girl. She, she just actually turned 13 and came into my office with her grandmother and the biggest smile on her face was from art supplies because that was her therapy and she didn't have any. And she couldn't believe that she could have them.
0: That's, that's just an amazing story. You know, I, I just think of the work that you're doing and the way that you allow our chamber to be a part of it. I mean, you're allowing us to be a blessing too, and I thank you for that. So that makes me, oh, my gosh. I'm, I don't want to cry on the podcast. Um, We're all crying know, in here. I know, I know, I know. it's know. It's, it's, it's a crying moment here. But... Um, Anyway, well, okay, so let's get back to Christmas. All right, so Christmas in July, what does, it, what does a, a business need to do to get involved?
1: Uh, biggest thing is just contact me. If they want to host a box this month, they can host a box. If they want to find a way to give back through donations or an employee give back program, you know, that's a great way to do it too. Any little thing, it doesn't matter how small or how big will help us come Christmas.
0: I'm assuming new toys, right?
1: Yes, everything new. Um, We try to do new toys uh pajamas are our big thing this year because we're trying to give pajamas back to every kid uh this christmas
0: there's nothing better than a good pair of pajamas (laughs) my grandmother always gave me a pair of pajamas for christmas that's one of my favorite christmas memories actually it's like where's my pajamas at i love pajamas
1: (laughs) we have them every year down to the dog
0: (laughs) that is funny yes i mean i mean you've got to have a good pair of pajamas
1: yeah and so, you know, between pajamas, between the toys, between monetary donations, it all helps us prepare for the holiday season. And uh, this holiday season is looking like a big one so far.
0: Yeah. And how many kids do you think you'll have this year?
1: We're gonna be anywhere between three and 500, probably this year.
0: I'm, I'm putting my bet cause you doubled the first year.
1: <laughs> we have doubled almost every single year that we've been doing this. Yeah.
0: So, all right. so. If you did 300 last year, then everybody, there's a real need here. So, um, you know, I mean, people like you, Tiffany, that see the need and step up, I mean, you're a rare breed in our community. And I just appreciate you for seeing the need and being bold enough to fill it. Because, you know, we all wanna do something, we see something, but that doesn't mean we act on it. And you did, I think that's incredible. And I mean, the example and the legacy you're setting for your family is just amazing.
1: Thank you. Biggest thing I had was a guy that asked me a question, what was I doing to make the world a better place? And when I couldn't answer him, I changed it.
0: Yeah, well, and you're changing lives every single, I mean, you cannot think that a Christmas present is insignificant. I mean, for those who have never struggled or those who have never had the need, you may remember one or two Christmas presents, but you may, you're not gonna be impacted the way a child who has nothing is going to be impacted, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, anyway, the the whole program of Fostering Faith Foundation, obviously Christmas in July is what's going on right now, but it doesn't end in July. Yep. So I mean, keep that box going through the end of the year, right?
1: You can do it through the end of the year. You can do it in a different month. I mean, it's uh, you, you could do it in February for Valentine's Day. I mean, for us... Any type of the year makes a difference. Where's
0: your greatest need in your inventory supply?
1: I would probably say our greatest need is always our toys, um, always our clothes, our pajamas, and then our non-perishable food pantry that serves um, our aged out foster youth as well as our foster families.
0: What age bracket, when you're talking about toys and pajamas, what age bracket is boys or girls? Um, right
1: now, I, I would say our biggest thing is, is boys and teenage boys, <laughs> um, because when people give stuff, a lot of it is thinking on the aspect, it, it's really weird, but it's thinking on the aspect of girls versus boys. So it's thinking about um, those video games or whatnot, because most families have gaming systems. So it's thinking about games that they can have as their own, but they can play on a family system or they can play on a group home system, Um, or um, even the wireless headphones to sit there and just be able to listen to music, you know? Um, Not a lot of people think of teenage boys when they're trying to give stuff, Mm -hmm. and that's what we tend to stay on the low side of, Um, and pajamas, pajamas is the big thing. We go through pajamas, on a weekly basis.
0: You know, if you have never visited Tiffany's office at fostering faith foundation, I would seriously encourage you to call her and go see um, what she's done. Literally every wall from floor to ceiling. There's not a single bit of space that has not been allocated to store these, these items so that they're ready on, on any given notice for a child who walks in or who, you know, someone calls about. So you, I would encourage you to come and see what she's done. It's really, really special. Um, so, okay, so we know the teenage boys is, is a is a huge need. Um, what about wrapping paper? <laughs> gift supplies, anything like that. What else do you need?
1: Wrapping paper is always good. Uh, if you find a good deal on Christmas cards, that's always a good thing because we do right hand hand. Uh, personalized Christmas cards every year to all of our families. Um, So every family receives a card that we deliver to. Um, Yeah, bags, honestly, and uh, gift boxes. Because y'all know (laughs) that you probably don't like trying to wrap clothes more than I do. (laughs) So gift boxes are great because then we can stick multiple pairs of a child's clothes in because the kids do ask for clothes. And having to wrap them in wrapping paper is always a challenge. So we love any type of boxes that we can do um, to be able to just put a bunch of clothes in there and and give it to the kids.
0: And I mean, when is your wrapping party this year? Cause you did that over what, how many days did you have your wrapping party this past year?
1: With a group of people, two uh, in office, we had multiple days. Mm-hmm. Um, we start wrapping uh, end of November and are pretty much wrapping the entire two weeks of December.
0: So you need volunteers I'm assuming too for helping with that, right? Yes. So. Pajamas, clothes, toys, toiletries, non-perishable food, gift wrap, volunteers, gift cards, money. (laughs) What else am I leaving off that you need? (laughs) You know, it's probably
1: always something. You never know what I'm going to get. My funniest wish was two years ago. I actually had somebody ask me for... An aquarium with live fish. That was my first living wish. Was an aquarium with fish.
0: Okay. That would be kind of hard to travel with, I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've traveled. with But fish it was so ones, fun
1: but. because I got to take my own kids and go shop for fish. Okay. And it was their best one because they actually got to go. It was for a, an entire cottage at a group home, and my kids actually got to see where the kids live. Mm -hmm. And as young as they are, they do understand what's going on, but for them to see where kids are living without a family was a really great thing.
0: All right, so any business that is interested in working with Tiffany and Fostering Faith Foundation, anybody who's looking to help collect toys, gift cards, money, obviously you don't wanna leave those in a box, but (laughs) any of those um, things that we've talked about, the pajamas, the toiletries, the, the food, if you want a box, if your business wants to participate, you need to contact Tiffany. Tiffany, can you share your contact information?
1: Uh, you can email me at tmbirdsong at fosteringfaithfoundation or call or text me at 336-602-9975.
0: So Tiffany, what you do for the community is just such a blessing. And I know so many lives are being touched and blessed because of what you do. So. Um, again, I thank you for being a part of um, today's episode um, and for what you do. I mean, and it means some of you don't even realize she goes far above this, and I should have said this in the introduction. Tiffany also serves on our board of directors as the VP of nonprofits, so, you know, she cares about other nonprofits in addition to her own, and she does care a great deal about our community, so... Um, Again, Tiffany, thanks for everything, and um, if you're interested, please reach out to her, help her out, and let's help her double that Christmas wish list for 2023, right? Yep. So start helping these kids have good memories of Christmas, and we can start right now. So that is a wrap for this edition of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time. And thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the chamber by visiting our website, lewisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.